get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back, episode three eighteen of the What Up Though podcast. Yeah, man, it's uh, I'm apologize to y'all when we, we came back two weeks ago. Like, yeah, we back, bitches, and then like we was off the next week. <laughs> that, but hey. that's my bad, man. Like, oh, it's it's all good, man. Yeah, like so. What happened is, um, we planned on recording that Thursday night, and literally at. I would say eight, probably about seven, somewhere between seven and eight p.m. And we start recording around nine, around nine o'clock. So right before it was time to record, I fucked my back up something serious to the point where I couldn't even sit on the couch, like because I felt like I could feel the structure of the couch poking into my back, like just the the fucking frame of the couch, like everything hurt. I'm like, I can't get comfortable. Like I was just agonizing. I went and just got into bed at like nine o'clock. So like I was just completely done. So like and that ha- so that happened right before we were supposed to record. So that's what happened last week, y'all. So that's that's my bad. And even right now, I'm still very much fucked up. But now I'm on like all kinds of uh both prescribed medication and um recreational medication. <laughs> Bruh. I mean, it is so crazy because uh I am two weeks to di- two weeks to the day from when I fucked my back up. Right after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that was what? December 29th. Yeah. Uh, and so I was just like, I get it, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I and I'm I'm probably like 90% from that. And people may ask, Otis, what did you do to fuck your back up? I bent down. I didn't even move. Like I was about to move a chair and mm-hmm. I went down to move it and my shit just went the fuck out. And yeah, like I say, it's been two weeks and I'm probably 95%, but it was funny last night. I I got home from work and then I took a nap and I just, I laid on my stomach or I laid on my back. I can't remember which one. Woke up and my shit was throbbing. I'm like, yep, can't do that no more. Uh, where, where I was did only you, down for like an hour. Hurt? Where in your back is it hurt at? It's lower. lower yeah, you probably, laid, you probably laid on your back then. Yeah. Because uh, well, well, no, it depends. No, I take that back because it kind of depends. It depends on a number of things. Because like, yeah, there's times where my back's I, my back's been fucked up and I can't lay on my stomach, and there's times where I can't lay on my back. Like right now is probably a well. Right now I'm fine because where where I hurt my back, it doesn't matter whether I lay on my stomach or back. But when I hurt my lower back, yeah, it, it would kind of depend. Like if like I couldn't lay on my back if my legs were dangling off of something. Like, I know that sounds yeah. weird, but like, no, no, uh, I get it. Yeah, like an example of like, if you, you know, if you sit on your bed and then you lay backwards. So, like, now your legs are still kind of like off the side. I couldn't do that because if I did, if I did it for after, uh, after say, like, I don't know, it wouldn't be long, five to 10 minutes when I tried to get up, I'd, I'd be in real bad, real bad pain. Yeah. So, like, but then there's other times shows. where if I laid on my stomach, it would fuck up too. So, yeah. Yeah, it just shows. 
niggas is getting old. Shit be popping off. Like, what happened to your back? I just reached and it just fucking went out. Yeah, like, that, yeah. That, that's, a, that's embarrassing, dog. Like, what did you do to hurt your back? Nothing. Like, like, like I knelt. <laughs> like, what? And so, yeah. So, that I, that's when you said, I'm like, I get it, man. Because at that point, I still wasn't even, I wasn't out maybe 50%. And you know, I like I sit in this office in the um in the office where, we, where I record it. I, this chair is comfortable for me because it has back support, like lumbar and shit. Mm-hmm. And I used I was going back and forth between fucking heating pads, ice packs, and massage and uh at the back massager I use. So yeah, I feel you in the whole couch. I ain't even sit on my couch for like a week and a half because it was just too Damn. soft. And I knew I couldn't get up. I would have to use core muscles to get off that. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I ain't started sitting on my couch to like this week and shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's but, bad, man. It can it can be real bad. Like it's it, it's not one of those things where like it happens and you're just like, oh, I'll just I could sleep this off or like, you know, after a day or something, it'll be better. Like, no, this is the kind of thing that like takes you completely out the game for like a week. <laughs> like unless like I said, unless you have like you know, really good medication. Like I said, if I if I wasn't on the medications that I'm on, I'd probably be. I'd probably still. I mean, it's been a it's been a week for me now, uh, because it happened Thursday night last week. So, um, I'd probably still only be. I mean, right now, I'd I'd only say I'm probably at about twenty percent, and that's on the medication. <laughs> so, Damn, like, dude. yeah, like if like I'm I'm in a position right now where I feel what should I feel what what would be pain but it doesn't hurt like i feel like i feel that it should be hurting and right now i would just cause call it discomfort but i know that if i wasn't on pain meds and steroid and weed (laughs) i what it would be hurting real bad right now yeah man i i (laughs) i was like well i'm gonna go to the doctor probably but then the last time my back hurt, I ended up hitting my auntie up because she always has random ass pain meds. Was she's had random foot injuries and um, shit like that. So I've been taking tramadol, and that's been helping. And I just realized that is in a, a drug class of opioids. Um, okay. But uh, between that and and Bayer back and body. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's been my combo of drugs uh, and I haven't been having any weed or edibles since I've been job hunting and shit so uh, yeah so why, we, why I get to that point <laughs> fuck these jobs dog <laughs> fuck these jobs like it's I mean it's it's kind of been that way you know but it was like today man I just had the crazy experience I was telling you earlier but I, re, I you know tell it briefly for the but folks, like, you know, I've been bullshitting with trying to, you know, get more money in my job. And, you know, I only recently stopped job, started job hunting and stuff. So I, you know, finally carved up some time to uh, talk to my boss. Finally, I've been kind of talking to him for a couple of weeks and shit and just hadn't been able to do it. And partially with me bullshitting, partially just him busy. So finally get together. I'm thinking I'm about to do this spiel about, hey, which I did eventually, but I was, the whole reason for me was meeting because I need more money. He goes into this whole thing about, you know, coworkers and talk, telling him that I've been getting work done on time and shit. And I just flipped the fuck out because these motherfuckers didn't set time constraints, but then they're complaining that I'm not getting it done on time. And it's just a whole fucking slew of bullshit. Like, I, <laughs> this, I don't know if betrayal is the right word. 
but I felt fucking betrayed by these motherfuckers who smile on my face every day. I'm, like, sounds like the right word to me. <laughs> I can, I can, I can take you being a dick to me as far as for work related and you know non work related. Mm-hmm. But so, because I I could get your character, like you you know I get it, you know what I'm saying. But you know, smiling, laughing me all day, and then you're telling the boss that I'm not turning this shit on time. Is like that's troublesome to me. And then when you, but then uh, as a manager, as a leader, if my boss doesn't recognize, because the first question he should say is, "When was he supposed to turn it in?" And your answer to that question would have been, "Well, I never said any time constraints." And then that would have never been an issue. But instead, mm-hmm. he didn't, and now he's come to me with this shit. And I just, like I say, betrayal. Yeah, that's probably the right word. And I just, you know, I just went off like. I, it was so fucked up that I slipped and said nigga. And I don't think I've ever said that at work. And all of the six years I've been there in a conversation to people at work. So I knew it was bad when I said nigga. And I was just like, it was that Booker <laughs> T moment. Like, 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 as soon as I said it, like, I, it's like one of those where you wish you could just reach out and grab a word and pull it back. <laughs> so shit, like, I was just like, oh, fuck. But, and even at the moment, I just shook it off. And I, it wasn't even like I felt, I didn't, I mean, I, 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 I didn't literally feel the Booker T moment because I felt it after the fact. But at the moment, I just kept talking and I just kept going and shit. And it was just later on, I was like, God damn, I said nigga in this, <laughs> in this conversation and shit. That is yeah. wild, dog. Uh, that Bruh, is wild. Like, and I was like, and then I just, and I said, and I was like, fuck. And I said that, but the fuck wasn't, because I said, nigga, the fuck was just, I was just pissed off at the conversation I was having. So it was like, there was no re, no reaction of trying to retract nigga. It just came out and kept going. <laughs> just Man. Like, I was thinking later on, like, and I was like, yeah, I I don't never want to get to the point where I'm saying nigga around non-black people and shit. You know what I'm saying? I would say white, but my, my boss is Indian. So, but yeah, yeah. it was crazy, though. I, I, I just knew at that point I was just so pissed. But it, it taught me a lot, man. I mean, this that short, I'd say short, but our conversation just, you know, showed me one, you know, you, you got to treat your, your career like a business. And when you and I getting the money you want or the respect you want, I, and I, for me, it's just money. I, well, now I kind of feel it's respect because these motherfuckers and they whole ass paddling behind my back and not telling me what the fuck the expectations are. Um, but you know, all of that, you know, it's just, you just got to run your 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 career better, and and I say you as in me run my career better for sure because it's 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 ridiculous. I should have never got to this point. I should have learned a few years ago when I didn't. You know, it was like two years. Well, I should say a year ago when I didn't get another raise, and I'm like, what the fuck? And in a time where you know COVID showed that employee employers you know, should have been really covered in the people they had working because you had all these talks about shortage of workers and, you know, all this shit. And, you know, we're not getting paid more. We're not getting hazard paid to be in the office. And, you know, during the peak of COVID and shit, when we could have been working at home, like all these things were signs. And I didn't, I didn't, I saw them, but I didn't take them, you know? So it, it was just eye opening, man. It was real eye opening. And I, you know, I blame, I blame myself. I can't blame a, a another person, whether it's a, a, a boss or a leader or employee for not uh, putting me in the best position to win at work. I got to put my own self in the best position to win. 
And so I can't wait around for somebody else to say, well, you know what? Maybe you should make some more money. Like, no, I should say I should make some more money. And if you don't think I should make some more money, I'll go somewhere else and make some more money. So it's like, I blame myself. That's cool. I take that, you know? Yeah. So, and you know what it is? You know something too, man? And I, I'm, I'm kind of coming to the realization of this, just uh, observing other people's situations and thinking about my own situation. I think everybody has to, well, I'm not going to say everybody, but like broadly speaking, it seems like a lot of people just need to have that moment where they experience it firsthand to the point where they understand because like to give you an example i have been carrying my current perspective on work and my job specifically i've been carrying my current perspective for about two years or so and it was because I had an incident. Well, well, actually, the listeners would know the incident because it, I talked about it on that that one solo podcast I did in uh, what was it like 20, 2020 or twenty twenty one? And everybody was like, "Man, it was crazy!" Like, because I, I I talked about what happened at, at my job. Ever since that point, even though I understood things, it wasn't until that moment where you like under like you reached that full moment of clarity. Like, wait a minute, I really see what's happening here, and. This is your moment of I really, really understand what's happening because you've been knew it. Like you said, you saw it happening and you even, you even saw and you even saw it. You're actually kind of like on some hip, on some low key hipster shit, kind of like at the forefront of seeing this concept at play because you've been a big vocal person about uh, as it pertains to like NBA players and or athletes about, you know, not being loyal to franchises because when the fran you know when the franchises won't hesitate to stab you in the back so do what you got to do to get your own money like you've right, been on right. that tip way before most niggas was on that tip so like you already understood this but it took this specific moment for it to like for where it's like you now you really 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 understand and i think yeah. like my wife had a moment like that recently too and i think it and, and i think it, it's you could see it because I've been telling her the same shit, the the same the way you feel right now. I've been feeling that way for about two years, and I've been telling her ranting and raving about how companies look at people and all this kind of stuff. And you could tell that she understood what I was saying, agreed with what I was saying, but it was kind of just like, like, like before your moment today, it was like, yeah, I see this is at play. That's whack. But now you're at a point where, you know, you like, yo, fuck this. This is bullshit. Now I'm taking charge of my own life. Now I'm taking now I see what it really is. You know, it, it moves you to like action almost. And even though she understood me and agree with me and understood everything that was at play, just like I was saying, she wasn't as passionate as me because she hadn't really experienced it firsthand and had that moment where it really crystallized for her. And she had that moment too. And is and now I'm looking at it like I had a moment, she did, you did. And it I, it really does. It just takes for it to happen to you in a very explicit way. Like you can see it happening around you. And you'd be like, see, this mm -hmm. is a bullshit. It's a bullshit. When it happens to you in a very explicit way, like a a way that you can't even fashion an interpretation that's not you getting shitted on. Like that's the only explanation is I am being shitted on in the direct way that I have seen other companies do other people. Now it is happening to me. And like, that is a moment that I think people unfortunately have to see before they get to a point where people start now holding companies accountable, where they can't, 
treat people like shit. And that's what I was telling you when you was telling me the story. I'm like, they now know they can't come to you with bullshit because you're going to say that is bullshit. Don't stand in front of me and lie to me like this or don't stand in front of me and feed me this bullshit about why I don't deserve the money I earn. And like companies now are starting to learn they can't get away with all the shit they've been doing. That's why you got motherfuckers quiet quitting. You got places that, you know, now they can't stay open because they can't find anybody to work for them because they don't pay well. Like all this kind of shit is happening. And I'm glad, even though, I mean, obviously I'm not, you know, <laughs> I don't, I'm not glad that that happened to you it, it, from that perspective of like, <laughs> I'm glad you got fucked over, but like, I'm glad that you have reached this level of understanding and this passion about it because we need as many people to be this level of passionate that, that the three of us are now, because that's when now companies are, are going to start, start realizing they can't do this kind of shit like this anymore uh, absolutely and and one of the worst parts for me is that i've kind of uh cheerleaded so many people to do the same shit that i wasn't even doing mm -hmm. like i pushed my wife i've pushed you know other just other people and i wasn't taking my own fucking advice and that's the worst part to me is that you know i was equipped to do this shit and i'm I'm cheerleading everybody else and I'm not even taking my own fucking advice and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I wouldn't say call it hypocritical because I wasn't doing the opposite, but I just wasn't following through with the shit I was pushing other people to do. You know, like shit, five years ago, my wife wasn't even a manager at her job and now she's a manager and I was pushing her. You could do it. You could do it. You know saying? Blah, blah, blah. And she did it and she's been successful and you know, all of that. And I'm sitting there stagnant as fuck telling people to do shit that I ain't even fucking trying to do, you know? So, you know, I mean, you just needed, you just needed the proper motivation. And unfortunately that it, the motivation came from negativity. And that's the problem is that when you have people like us, like, you know, black people who go into these corporate situations that white people have been ruling for all this time. Now we got to come in and we got to play by their rules and it's way harder for us. We have to work twice as hard, all this kind of shit. And so now you needed that proper motivation, which was something negative to happen to you to fully understand what is necessary for you to 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 be paid, paid the way that you deserve. Whereas if you were the white people who are already like ingrained in this system, in this culture, we don't need negative shit to happen to us to get properly motivated. They get properly motivated by the traditional ways, you know, like doing a good job and then being told, hey, you're doing a good job. Here's a raise or here's a promotion, like the regular fucking way. But we need to like get ultra fucked before we can get motivated to take control of our careers. Like that's sad. Man, like, and it really is crazy because I felt like I was about to go into this conversation basically just saying, hey, I want more money and you tell me that it's not going to happen. I'm like, cool, I'm going to have to take some stuff to, you know, whatever. I went in there getting betrayed by coworkers and it just put a fire like, you know what? Fuck this shit, dog. Like, people are, I, I see every fucking day smiling in my face and going, you know, <laughs> going behind my back. And I just thought I had a better rapport with the people there. And it's just like, you know, people would rather throw somebody else under the bus than to, to admit that you know they had a, a prop they had something wrong in the process you know what i'm saying so you know it's, it's a lesson learned you know it's, it's more than lessons to to get but definitely a lesson learned i won't make that fucking mistake again that's what fucking so, sure I, i'm gonna ask this question and i'm gonna make a point 
uh, that may or may not be related to the answer. But like the the, mm-hmm. the people who betrayed you are these white folks. Well, I'm the only black person. So okay. Uh, so it was one white guy. Well, it's two white guys actually, and one Indian. Okay. The the reason I asked that, and I, I and I am not about to attempt to tie this point to race. I was just curious, but it it, it may be a racial thing. I don't know, but. I too have noticed that the whole idea of people smiling in your face and then not and then stabbing you in the back, like that seems to be a a, a common trait within this culture of of like the white collar business world as well. Because like I noticed it, so my wife started back working today from maternity leave. Uh, well, oh. te- well, technically she started back yesterday, but um, it felt it felt like today because just yesterday was such a weird day. But uh, technically she started back yesterday. And I was talking to her on our our IM system, and I realized that like I I you know talked to her m- several times throughout the day, and I realized I'm like this is the most I've talked to somebody, and then that reminded me that all the people who I thought were f- my friends from previous teams that I had been on, like once I once you move from that team, then people don't know you no more. It's like it's like you disappeared off the face of the earth. And I'm like, I thought we was cool. Like I didn't think we had to be in a you know in a uh on the same team to be cool. Like I thought we was actually cool. And right. now that I'm not able to service you in some sort of way, way whether that's as a peer or as a leader or as a whatever, now that I'm not here to service you in some kind of way, now you just completely forgot who I am. And like my wife kind of made the point of like, well, they might look at you the same way. And I'm like, well, they can't because anybody who I thought was cool with after I left my old team, I have reached out to and and spoken with since I left that team. And they were brief with me in those moments that I spoke to them and they have not spoken to me since they have not reached out. None of that. And I think about this. Why I, I, don't want to make it a racial component because I make everything a racial component. And I feel like I do that a bit too much. But when I think about, uh, when I think about the quote unquote friends that I have made at my present job over the course of the past decade, the one person who I have, who I've, who I felt like I was friends with at work, who I am no longer on the same team as that person. That person no longer works at the company. I am still cool with that person. I still talk to that person fairly regularly, and it is a black man. So, like, <laughs> like the one instance where what I just said didn't happen was a black person. So, and then all the instances that I'm talking about of people at work was was white people. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's you know. So to add on to your point, I, and I think I mentioned earlier when we were talking about. Uh, uh, before the or we started recording, but so I had these coworkers who, you know, like I say, had these imaginary timelines, didn't tell me, and then I got blamed for not finishing it within this time frame, or whatever that is. And so one of my boss's uh, suggestions was to be more assertive with them and ask these questions and stuff like that. And I get work, and I'm like, well, in this. And right before that, and all every time he's talked about me, he always talks about how, you know, I'm very liked in the, uh, with my company. You know, I, I interact well with folks. But the moment they need to actually have a hard conversation, they don't want to have it with the just so happen to be black man. Mm-hmm. So if I'm so nice and and, and I, I work well with all of my coworkers and shit, why is it all of a sudden these motherfuckers don't want to come to me and tell me that 
and I don't even think that's a thing that's confrontational for you nah. to say, you know, because it's a job. We have shit to do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have any, I don't have a lot of work that I have time constraints on like that. And so, but if shit, shit got to get done, it got to get done. And so if you can, the next time I talk to you, hey, is it possible to get this done by whatever date? Okay, cool. That's there. So when I don't make that, you can say that's a legitimate reason to have a complaint. But whatever. So, you know, me being a black person, I feel like that's fully the fucking reason. And I hate it because I hate pulling the card out. I like that. You know, I ain't trying to pull that bug out, you know, until it's, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the, you know, the big joker. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to use that because I, I don't want, you know, I don't. You don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I, I, yeah. And I understand that, you know, our our starting line is a lot further back. Or if it's not, we have the most hurdles when it comes to just, you know, just the workforce. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like I've done good to get to where I'm getting. And it, and I feel like it's not because I'm black, because I just we're, ju we're just smart. You know what I'm saying? We do our jobs well. We ain't entry level niggas, like we said last week or two mm -hmm. weeks ago, whatever. And so I never want to use that shit, but that felt like they don't want to come to the black man and tell him that, you know, I have some time constraints. Can you do this by? But we can have all these other conversations about whatever the fuck in the office, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's disappointing, dog. It's, it's fucking disappointing. I, I don't want to gas you up more than you already are presently gassed up, but I do think it is. <laughs> I do think it is a racial thing because like, I think you are the only reason they would not come to you with what you and I both perceive as a very regular fucking like request. Like, Hey, can I get this by this date? Or even like they didn't tell you a date. You turn it in later than they would have liked. And they go, Hey man, Hey man, it's my bad. I should have gave you a date, but I didn't, but we needed this by this date. I should have gave you that date. I give you the dates going forward. Perfectly reasonable conversation to That's have reasonable as fuck and i'm like cool and the reason you. so right but they didn't have that conversation with you why probably because they thought that you were going to react like a nigga and that's the problem is that you wear a collared shirt to work just like they do you are not an entry-level nigga but that's how they treated you like you darius entry-level like we don't want to <laughs> we don't want darius entry-level to blow up by offering some criticism so all we're going to do or not even criticism, but by offering anything other than jovial, safe talk about what happened in the football game last night. That's all we're going to offer, Darius Entry, nigga. And if we want to uh, actually, you know, have some sort of a conversation where he might turn angry black man, we're going to we're going to do the infinitely worse option of tattling on him behind his back. And, yeah, that'll work out. So, so like you. So now not only did they were they too pussy to fucking tell you something to your face that wasn't even, that's not even a risky thing to say, but then they took the even more cowardly option and stupid option of telling you behind your back. So now not only did they not tell you, but now you know how much of a bitch they are. <laughs> so now it's, it's like they, yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah. Like now yeah. I know you a tattletale behind my back ass nigga. When, if you had just said the thing that I had said earlier, it would you they you wouldn't have been nothing. <laughs> It'd just be like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's because it. I mean, I mean, apart and I don't want to, I don't want to uh, keep it going as much. You know, I know we have to talk about, but a part of a part of that whole interaction, the situation is that these other people have to take ownership of what they fucked up on. Mm -hmm. 
and they wasn't held accountable. And that's a, a part of it that I'm mad about as well. They wasn't held accountable to to giving me full information of what they needed. And all it was, all, all that was taken was from it is that I'm slacking. So if my fucking boss walks past and sees me checking my personal email, it's now it's thinking because I'm doing all this extracurricular shit. I'm not getting shit done in time. When mm-hmm. in reality, I didn't even have a fucking time limit. I finished the work I had to do. And if I want to check my fucking email or do something else while I'm waiting on work, I should be able to because I'm not a fucking robot. Because all my other shit is done. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it, it's, it's, and, and it's the, in, the, in addition to, you know, my grievances with this, it's not holding them accountable from a leadership standpoint is what has me even more angry about it. Yeah. And not giving me the benefit of the doubt. Like, well, why did, cause it should be why it should be a bunch of why, 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 why is it a certain date? And why didn't you tell him this, you know, mm-hmm. all this shit and their words was taken as, as truth. And it was never brought to me. That, and that is the, that is the, probably the biggest problem of this whole situation is that you weren't given a chance. You weren't given not, I don't even want to say benefit of the doubt because benefit of the doubt would still, I think giving you the benefit of the doubt would have been asking you about it, but like not even asking you about it. It's like, I I, I don't even know how that can be rationalized to just automatically take the one side and not only not ask you about it, but just skip that step all altogether and move into the world where what they told was truth and then just dispense with the consequences. Like, what the fuck, dog? That's like skipping. That's like skipping from being charged with a crime to being sentenced. Like, what happened to my fucking trial? That's what happened to you. You didn't get a fucking trial. To, like to, to the point. The, I'm sorry. Go you ahead. just got I, sent straight to jail. No, I didn't know yeah. that was it. You didn't get a trial. You just got, got sent straight to jail. You just got sentenced. And, and like that's not what you do to nope. somebody who performs at your performance level. Like you don't. You get the fucking trial just like any fucking body else would. Yep. And you know, my boss mentioned that he considered putting me on uh, what they call a basically a probation. It's called a PIP. This performance something. I forget what the fuck pit means, but whatever case, it's kind of like our probation shit. And so I was telling my wife about that. Sort of disciplinary shit. Yeah, basically disciplinary shit. Um, And I was telling my wife about it, and she was like, they have the worst systems ever because they will open themselves up to all kind of grievances because in order to even be put on a pit, you have to be warned that this is something you've been fucking up. Perform, uh, performance improvement plan. That's what it is. So in order for me to be put on something like that, you have to be warned that this is what you've been doing and need to be documented. And after that's documented and you've not in, in, improved, then they could do that. I mean, honestly, it's a it's a it's an at will state. So you can fucking just get fired. No one's there's no union. You know, I, I'm not in a union. No shit. So you can just fucking get fired. But if they're going to go through this, you have to go through these steps. So even if potentially I would. If if he did to say I'm gonna he decided to do this pip, it couldn't have it wouldn't have worked. I could have filed a fucking grievance and fucking sued him or some crazy shit. Like you know, like my wife going through this now. Like she had the she had a, a employee that's been horrible, but because uh, employees have been known to sue, 
she had to go through like she just had to go through an HR training on on the proper ways to communicate pips and all this other shit because they're they're fucking scared of lawsuits and shit like that. So mm-hmm. that's 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 yeah. Anyways, no, that's that, that to that's, say fuck these jobs. Yo, my job is the same way. My job is the exact same way. So I just didn't. I just have different terminology, but it's the yeah, exact yeah, yeah. same thing you just described. And that was something that I was going to mention to you too, when you were telling the story, but I just, I didn't know what your system was. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but in what, which is now I know is also your system. I was thinking in my system, that wouldn't have even flown. Like, like you can't just come up to me and be like, Hey, here's disciplinary action. You better get this shit out of my face, nigga. Like you better, I, we need to have talked about this first. Don't like, you got to give me, a, give me a heads up. You can't just come to me with this shit. <laughs> like, right. That, you have a better chance of just firing me and saying yeah. they're cutting versus doing some shit like that. You know? Yeah. Cause I was about to act like, I was about to ask you that originally when you started even telling the story, like, did they tell you, did they say anything to you about this first? <laughs> like, I know this right. is the first you heard of this, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So that could even have happened. So, you know what I mean? It's just, just, this, it's, it's, it's just a company that's been running on old white man tactics forever. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's unfortunate. And when I started working there, you know, I think a big part of me being hired was because, Although I was, you know, qualified for the position, I know my boss shared that he he really wanted more, you know, more diversity in the office. And I get it; it was cool. I I don't necessarily feel like because I do feel like I was I was qualified. I wasn't like an affirmative action hire or no shit. But you know, and I and I respected it for it. But it's just like you know, going six years later, I'm you know. I'm I'm the higher that's diverse and shit, but then I'm getting fucked by the non-diverse people. <laughs> like, you know, and the one and the one Indian guy. You know, it, it just like I say, man, it's just it's 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 it hurt. It kind of hurt. I was pissed. I was mad than like I was I had to be to say nigga in my office. So, you know, I was right. really fucking pissed, you know. But I was just like, you know, it's 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 like I said, it's a lesson learned, man. It's a lesson learned. A lot I can't of lessons. Believe you learned. said nigga, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> like that is wild. I was laughing in the car, man. Like, what the fuck, dog? Man, I almost said nigga at work, and it shook me for like the next twenty four hours, dog. <laughs> like now, I, I almost I, said it. Like I got nick. That's as far as I got, and I was like, man, oh, <laughs> right. I, I got I got full niggas out. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, whoa. It just, yeah, it was. I had I, had I, I, only time I got heated like that was when I got into it with a coworker there when my first year, and <laughs> we had it out, and I ain't, I didn't even say nigga then, <laughs> and I wanted to call him a bunch of fucking words, you know what I'm saying? But I did, but yeah, no, I was just like man, so you know, it's just it, it's a little hurtful, but you know, I think a part of that is making myself too friendly and letting my guard down and 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 not to say everybody you work with is the enemy or some shit but just being too fucking friendly man you I treat that shit like a job clocking in clocking out you know and if i start doing that shit it's gonna look weird but really i don't want to fuck with motherfuckers that's that's doing fuck like shit that's that's uh affecting my growth at work yeah and essentially that's what it is you affected my growth because had it not been for the bullshit, you know, I probably would have had more money already and I would be rated as a, say, a B minus. I would have a fucking A and, you know, whatever the fuck, you know, so, and, and since, it, you know, 
it's effectively hindering me and I can't be nowhere. I'm 42, man. I can't be sitting there wake, making, you know, less money. Than I feel like I got shit. I got a family. I got a house I'm about to buy. I got, and another thing I had to like, you know, put in perspective, I shouldn't have to be trying to request more money because I'm about to have more bills. I want more money because I, I've earned the right to make more money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not because I, I need more money because I got to spend more money. I've earned the right to make more money, even if I wasn't about to have a new house or bigger bills. So, you know, they ain't like, man, give me a raise because I'm about to buy a house. Like, no, give me a raise because I've earned that shit. And if yeah. I can't, fuck it. I'll go somewhere else where they would t- they'll pay me what I feel I'm fucking worth. Yeah, and the, and the companies who are doing that are thriving, and the companies that are sticking to these old these old models of these old rich white men hoarding their money like Scrooge McDuck and they won't pay anybody else any kind of money and they will, uh, you know, fire somebody and replace them with somebody new and, and just keep this revolving door of people they can they can jerk over and so they can hoard over their money. Like those people are going to greedy themselves out of business. Like I'm seeing it happen, dog. like people who are like c- companies who were thriving, who just can't stay afloat anymore and it's because ain't nobody willing to fuck with them because it's just like you keep jerking people over and people are just like oh wait there's companies here who are learning their fucking lesson and are not jerking people over i'm gonna go to that company and they're still foolishly sitting there like, like they could just easily cycle people in and out and replace them and let their work conditions continue to decline let the way they treat workers continue to decline and it's just somehow going to be okay and they're just going to hoard their wealth and you're going to hoard their wealth right out of business and i'm just sitting back watching it and enjoying it because like people are taking ownership over their careers over their finances over their you know families how much money they make their lives and they're not taking this shit anymore from these fucking old ass rich white people that that be running that's been running these companies and you know, you know, giving themselves quarter million dollar bonuses when their employees are making minimum wage. Like, I'm glad that I'm starting to see people starting to see companies having to pay for that. Yeah, and it just it just sucks that it has to be a movement of that. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just yeah. sucks that you know people. But you know, you got to figure out shit at some point. You know, I, I mean, I, and and it's crazy because I talk to so many people who work at these jobs where they have great compensation, they get great bonuses, they get great recognition. And I'm like, why the fuck am I suffering at a place when I could go somewhere and be fucking uh, recognized and paid well and, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. Like, the fact that my job wouldn't do any kind of hybrid or remote work and only did it during the first couple of months of the pandemic is because they needed to get work out that they said, okay, you work at home because they need it. Because they were, my company was a part of, so there was a, uh, there was companies that if you were under, I think like 500 employees and shit, the government paid their fucking salaries. Man. So I got paid my salary. Actually, I got paid my salary for the two, well, minus one, I get paid twice a month. Minus one check was like minus 20%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but shit, I spent that in gas and food, so I didn't fucking go nowhere. So it was like a raise almost, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't because they spent it out their fucking pocket. It's because they were going to come in and get money from the government. So if it wasn't for the government, I wouldn't have had no fucking money for two months. Man. So, you know, yeah. and if I start thinking of more shit, I just started getting more pissed off. Like, yeah, no, you will. <laughs> and and like, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna keep happening and you know they 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 get a lot of shit about being like about complaining and being whiny 
But shout out to the millennials because the millennials are the ones who are saying we ain't taking this shit no more. Right. Like, right, I feel like right. the whole dynamic of capitalism is going to change going forward. And it, that's 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 going to be the millennials like they're going to they're going to look at that millennial generation like that was the, that was a generation that stopped taking bullshit from uh, corporations. That's the generation that said, I'm going to take agency and I'm going to become a Instagram makeup artist or I'm going to become a TikTok dancer. And we laugh at like, oh, that shit. Oh, that shit dumb. Like, oh, this motherfucker do it. But like these people are making a living doing that shit. And they're not taking it because they're not. Yeah. And and they're having (laughs) they're having fun. They're doing what they want to do. People are watching their videos or uh, buying their whatever it is they're selling, whatever the case may be. People are doing it and it's working. And companies are now looking like, yeah, we can't find anybody to work here. And that's their fault. They pushed us to, to this point because we like, OK, well, we, if, if companies are going to treat us like this, we gonna make our own way. And now people are making their own way and people are understanding that the the idea of, uh, you know, school, college, going to the workforce and working hourly wage at Ford until you're 65 and then retire. Like life, that that's not the blueprint anymore. And I think mm-hmm. that was the blueprint up until the millennials were like, that ain't that ain't gotta be the blueprint. We we cha- we we we're changing up the blueprint. There is no blueprint. Do it how you the fucking do millennials. It. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, they what, what did they call it? Like the what is it, the great migration or something? Or the great no great resignation. <laughs> I think that was the title of it and shit. And and motherfuckers, yeah. it ain't it ain't the I don't know if that was the correct title or not, uh of how it worked, but people ain't taking shit. And so Motherfuckers like I go somewhere to work. That's why, but it, it bugs me when I hear you know people talking about people don't want to work. And you know, it's it's a certain type of person that says that shit. They all look the same, and, and it's it all probably voted for Trump. And it's uh-huh. also, <laughs> and it's also the fact that it's people who are people who think that the way they were brought brought up is the right way. So that's how things should be, and they don't understand or accept change. And so like the older generations are looking at the millennials like, oh, they just don't want to work. Oh, they lazy. Oh, they need to be like me and, and, you know, walk 10 miles to school uphill in the snow. Like, no, that's not what they need to do. That's what you did mistakenly. And now they have found a way to have a lifestyle that allows, allows them to live the same way you did. They get groceries, they get gas, they have homes, they do all that shit. They can live a normal fucking life, not being a slave to some bitch-ass corporation who treats them like shit. Like, it looks to me like the millennials found out the right way, you you old motherfuckers like, where, right. that spent 45 years being a slave at the fucking Ford, the Ford plant. And you think that's like, they look at that as admirable, which like, there is a perspective in which, yes, that is admirable, but that doesn't make it the required way. <laughs> like, the, like there is no, I don't want admir- admirability in my in how I make my money. I just want money to take care of my family. I don't care if it's admirable if you respect that I slaved slaved at a warehouse for forty five years. Like, oh, you worked really hard. I respect that. Fuck your respect. I want to make as much money as easily as possible. <laughs> like that, that's exactly. what I want to do. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, and, and ideally, legally, but you know, ideally, but, legally, but hey, get it how you get it, dog. You know yes. what I'm saying? As long as I ain't taking out somebody else's mouth, fuck it. You yeah. know, but yeah, that, and that and that's that's true. Like, just imagine a motherfucker from the '60s. Like, man, these fucking new fucking kids get to watch color TV. They all should be watching black and white TV. Like, who 
the fuck would say some shit like that? Like, you don't want no advancement <laughs> in anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. Like, look at they get they get uh uh integrated bathrooms. They should still be in fucking segregated bathrooms like we were and shit. Like, you don't want advancement in anything. You just want people to fucking suffer because you suffered. That's just like yeah, they want don't people to suffer because they debt. suffer. They won't. They don't want student debt fucking castle because they pay fucking shit. Like, like you still want people to be slaves because you know what I'm saying people were slaves back then. Not niggas free. You know what I'm saying everybody got experience slavery because yo, you know, what I'm saying? like it's stupid. Like the, it, you know, it's fucking stupid. Dog. Yeah, and 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 they act like because they like they act like the 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 only option other other than working hard is being lazy and. Just because we're not slaving, you know, slaving away at a plant, you know, 14 hours a day for 45 years doesn't make us lazy. Like there's yes, there is. Yes, that is an option. (laughs) Yes, there are people who are lazy. That is a thing. But everybody who doesn't want to subscribe to that lifestyle isn't lazy. I would argue that the person who is making one hundred thousand dollars a year doing TikTok dances is smarter than the person who spent 45 years in a in a Ford plant for 16 hours a day. Now, Absolutely. obviously that person didn't have the ability to make TikTok videos, but my point is that that person accepted their circumstances. The TikTok person didn't. That's the difference. They said, "I don't have to do that. I can I can make money smarter. I can make money easier. I can make money more joyfully." I'm not going to subscribe to the way it's been done for generations and generations and generations like yo old ass did. So that they need to understand that, that they, they just kept doing what was being done before because their minds thought that that was the proper or correct way to, to do things because that's how it's always been done. They need to open their minds up to the idea that, those same things can be achieved in different ways. And those just because those ways are different doesn't make them inferior. Right. Exactly. I mean, and I have people I love and respect that's been in the fucking plants and shit for years. And everybody does. And and we got, (laughs) you know, they got to the point where, you know, like my my uncle Ray, for example, he's probably been there like 30 years. Now he probably, he doesn't really do much of shit now, but you know, he, 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 know, he, he slayed for the longest. You know, mm-hmm. my homeboy Dan, you know, he's been in the plant for years. And yep. hell, both of them probably make more than most people I know and shit. Yep. But, you know, <laughs> they had them do fucking 12-hour days for fucking ever to get to that point. And that shit is just taxing. Like, you know, that that no one wants to really fucking have to work and work 12-hour days for years and work midnight shifts and, you know, all this other, you know, saying crazy shit. But, you know, you know, it, they, they did it. They stuck with it. You know, like shit. Dan, my boy, our, our boy Dan got to be probably only one I know that got like multiple journey journeyman's cards and shit. Like, who the fuck does that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. my uncle probably has more material things than most people I know and shit, but it's not a thing to him. He just, you know, he enjoys working and he enjoys playing. You know what I'm saying? But if they could have picked easier ways to make money, they would have probably done it if it was that's feasible. The, yep, that's the point. As soon as you got done talking, that was the point that I was going to make. Like, Dan is I, I'm not even being, I'm not even trying to be hyperbolic. Dan is one of the best people I know. Absolutely. He is, a, he is, he is, a, he is a, a, like, when you talk about a good person, yeah. Dan is a, like, to his core, 
Dan is a great, great man. Like I fully, I, I have the utmost respect for Dan. So I, I'm not like when I say about you know working a job, uh, working at a warehouse or whatever, or a plant for a long time. I'm not even trying to insinuate that that's a a foolish move or anything like that. But right. the point that I was gonna make is that if you sat down with Dan and say, "Hey, Dan." Uh, what's something you love to do? And Dan said, "Man, I really like watching football." And you say, "And you said, hey, Dan, instead of instead of working however many years for of uh, you know whatever whatever the fuck company that you worked at, would you have rather made that money talking about football on YouTube, and you make the same amount of money?" Absolutely. You say, "Absolutely, absolutely say fucking yeah, I would." Absolutely. So it's like, absolutely. It, 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 he didn't do anything wrong. Like he had a he's had a very, very successful career. He's just he he might I'm not even, I'm not even gonna say what he would have wanted to do. He could have done it differently. He just it's chose the opportunity he just, for Joe. Yeah, yeah, it, it just didn't happen for him, or right. he didn't he didn't he didn't get to a point where he he sought it out. Like like we're like I said, that millennial generation, we're in it right now. We're living it. So people have to just like reach that point on their own future generations are going to see what the millennials did and now they're going to be like just doing that like that that's going to be how it is now like oh we can we can make money other ways but right now we're in that transition generation where you kind of like like you can have somebody like dan who let's just say like like to make the numbers even let's just say me you dan we're all 45 years old at 45 maybe Dan hasn't reached that point where he's like, this is all bullshit. Let me get money this way. Whereas maybe you reach that point at 30. I reached that point at 35. It's just a matter of like, does somebody get to that point where they're like, Hey, wait, I can do it this way instead. Or are they going to continue to, uh, to live the way that the, their previous generations and their ancestors have lived? Are they, are they going to be that, are they going to be the generation that transitions into something different? Or is it going to be Dan's kid that's going to transition into something different? Like if for yeah, me, yeah. I, for me, I'm going to either be, I'm going to be like right at the cusp. I'm like, I'm trying to transition into something different. I'm either going to make it or I'm not, but like, I'm like, I'm right there to where my kids are going to see at the very least that option. They're going to, they're not, they're not going to be brought up on, this is the path they're going to see like, wait, dad's doing something different. So yeah, it's just, it's just a matter of, of how it comes to you. Like, and it, it just, it maybe just didn't come to, to them and maybe they, and they probably don't care. Like they're probably perfectly fine with the lives that they've lived. I doubt they're looking back on it with regret. Hell yeah. Like I, I put, I put Dan and Uncle Rand in the same category. Cause they're probably, they're probably in the similar years of their tenure. Like they're both looking to retire in like five to six years or some shit. Like, and they've done it so long. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're good. They're, they're, they're financially comfortable. And, you know, they did all their, they've, they've done their time and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But you, you, you got a motherfucker who got rich, who got, who, who was a millionaire off of fucking Fortnite, a goddamn game. Like, so it's not even far fetched to the kids say, where you want to be you grow up? I want to be a fucking YouTuber. Like, that's actually viable. Yeah. It's fucking viable. Like it's it's an option. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's the millennials change thing. You know, and it's just you know, and I laugh because a lot of the videos I see of people trying to be digital creators and stuff, and they're a lot of them are really fucking terrible. 
at it. And it's a few that gets through it, just like a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, give it up to these people who are really trying to, you know, uh, do things that are out of the box and work smarter and not harder. You know, we kind of talked about that briefly last night on the, you know, the uh, video with Brian. We just, and we were talking about grilling, trying to go from just regular fucking feeding a grill with, with charcoal and wood to using the pellet grill. And it's like, I'm tired of working harder and I can get the same results being smarter. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that shit, that concept of working hard, working smarter and not harder can, 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 you know, uh, transcend over any, any topics, you know, whether it's work or pleasure or whatever the fuck, you know? So yeah, work smarter, not harder. Fuck this shit, dude. Like, you know, and Dan, Dan used to tell me, he told me multiple stories of motherfuckers working at his job retiring for 45 50 years and dying two years later mm -hmm. like any chance to enjoy this shit they work fucking 12 hour shifts you know for 40 years 50 years and shit and as soon as they retire they fucking die on their couch like that shit's crazy man you know so yeah <clears throat> I, I, we can wrap up this topic on this uh, on this final point just to speak to how just how much of a transition phase we're in my son, when he was probably, I guess maybe like eight, I asked him like, "Hey, what's something you would want to do when you grow up?" And he said something like he wanted to be like a, uh, like a YouTube gamer, like a like Twitch kind of thing or something like that. And I didn't disparage it or anything at the time, but in my head, I'm like, "Oh shit, he think he gonna do that shit?" <laughs> like, oh, that's not how you make a living. Right. <laughs> and now here we are, <laughs> like six years later. And I am now completely in the opposite boat where like if he came to me and, and said he wanted to do that now, I'll be like, all right, let's 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 see what we can make it happen. Because, <laughs> what are, because what are you trying to do, Mike? You're trying to yeah. be a fucking YouTuber. Yeah. And so essentially <laughs> the shit that we looked at kids like, that's fucking crazy. You know, uh, you're fucking doing and you're doing it well and you have a trajectory to, to do that and actually be pretty successful, much more successful than you are now. And it's actually viable option. Like, 10 years ago, people were like, being a YouTuber, what the fuck? But now that's an actual fucking option. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's dope as fuck. Yeah, and I'm trying not I'm trying not to even disparage people who have that as their title. <laughs> like like uh like like what like we've all been doing with Jake Paul. Like uh that YouTuber, he's trying to box that YouTuber. Man, like we always I say we always God, call dog. him a YouTuber I, in a I derogatory way. I I hated that motherfucker. And but then once he started, you know, uh Kind of calling out was what they calling out Dana White and shit for just payment just to pay him mm -hmm. MMA. Uh, it's the exact uh, same thing we're talking like about. That. Yeah, the exact and, same thing we've been talking about this whole time. Dana White's doing it to UFC fighters. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same yeah. thing. So you know the fact that he was bringing attention, and, and I don't know if his 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 intentions were genuine. All I know is he was speaking the truth, no matter if he was genuine or not. Yeah, that matter. He's making money from, and he but he started off as a YouTuber. I don't know if he still do. I don't. I never followed him like that. But I believe he was just a he was a YouTuber initially, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and so I think he was on a Disney Channel before that. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, I, okay, th I okay. think I'm not 100. But I mean, sure. I know at some point he, he made yeah. he made some money from YouTube. No, yeah, he, and he is, that was I, definitely a category primarily known in. that way. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, and I can say whether his intention was Jerry or not, he called out a system that was fucked up, and you know, made awareness of shit. So you know, I yeah, I mean. It's, it's viable now. That's not even like, oh, you want to be like, you know, telling the cute black kid, black kid, what you want to be president? Ha! Ah, niggas don't become president, you know? And then, you know, I'm niggas like, did. I president. Yeah. So it's like, 
Yeah, it, it, like like you said, that that's that was my exact reason. And I'm like, you know, six years ago, I'm I'm thinking in my head like, nah, no, nah, we ain't gonna be doing all that, bro. And now six years later, I'm sitting in a position where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not successful, but I could see it happening. Like I'm, right. I'm in the process. Like oh, I'm I'm doing okay. So like I'm like, okay, I can see that this is feasible. And I, now I'm seeing other people doing it. Like it's 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 a thing. Like people can do this. So yeah, like companies are gonna learn the hard way. Yeah, I was and I was listening to uh, uh, the Delvin Delvin uh, episode with you and uh, the other Mike, <laughs> and it was just funny y'all had so many parallels with different stuff. Man, but... <laughs> I love that guy, man. Like, yeah, yeah, he's cool <laughs> as fuck. And it, it, it was funny, and I don't want I, I I don't know if he even listened to our podcast, and I wanted to to sound weird, but he, like I, I absolutely love his uh, his accent. I don't know where he's from. Be, I don't. Uh, he uh, where? where oh, well, I, I can't speak to where he's. But he from. has like. But he, he lives has, in. Like, he, I think he says South Carolina. Okay, he has like a like the southern accent of somebody to sound like they' gonna say some fuck shit, and yep. then he just goes <laughs> on the intelligent rant, and it's like, yep. oh, this thing, and, and not that I knew I knew his history, so I knew he's a smart dude. But yeah. if you just heard him talking about some fuck shit, you'd be like, oh, that dumbass nigga. But no, that and it's funny. <laughs> you just hear it. I'm like, you just think something else is about to come out, and he just drops all the knowledge and shit. And to the point I was gonna make is that you know I guess he he talks about his YouTube and stuff being pretty successful, you know, with the stuff he's doing and you know uh, his other work or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I was listening just, but yeah, it was just funny just listening to you guys. Uh, like you say, both you say both both you your uh your dads worked at the post office. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's funny as fuck, dude. But yeah, so yeah, man, you know, and <laughs> oh, you know, I had another one, but I'll I'll talk to you offline about that because it's kind of funny. But uh remind me to uh mention that later. Um, yeah, I, I made a face when he said that shit. I don't know if Delvin has the video anywhere, but we had video on that. So we all like looking at each other while we talking. And he yeah. said that shit. And my jaw dropped. I'm like, dog, we already had enough enough in common up to this point because right. <laughs> i said that after that point i was like it was weird it got weird yeah. once we had to say once our dads had the same job that's when it got weird <laughs> yeah that, that was funny as hell but yeah that was that was a cool episode shout out to delvin uh but yeah but uh enough of that i don't have anything else to add but that if you want to uh move forward oh yeah yeah yeah. but well well we got a good transition point because we talked about dana white and i wanted to talk about the ufc and dana white and yeah i not to, to for people ready to tune out i'm not gonna be not talking about fighting we're, we're talking about uh well actually to a degree we're talking about fighting but um, oh yeah actually, yeah, yeah i'm not yeah, talking yeah. about the ufc fights i want to talk about uh two things um the first thing is this gambling controversy that's happened with the ufc and i think it's like a really big deal and nobody's really talking about it and i think it's gonna i think it's gonna get worse but like essentially what happened is that there's this one coach his name's james Krause. And he coaches a lot of different fighters. He's a really well-known coach. He's a former fighter himself. And he had a thing. It was like a, I think it was a Discord chat where you could pay $50 to get into the Discord chat. And he would basically give you his picks for who he thought would win fights uh, over that weekend. And he was really fucking good at it. Of course he would be. He's a former fighter and he's a coach. So he knows, he knows the fighters and he would get picks. And I guess that was on the up and up, even though I feel like it shouldn't be <laughs> like that feels yeah, like, that's inside, like a that feels like interest, insider like, trading. <laughs> yeah. That, that is insider. That doesn't feel like that is insider trading shit. But uh, I guess apparently that was okay. Uh, he was doing that for quite some time and it was known, I guess, but wow. um, it, 
what ended up happening at an event was um, right before the event, one of his fighters who was fighting on that card, the line for him did a colossal monumental shift to where his opponent became a colossal fucking favorite. Whereas like before either the fighter was favored or the line was close. And when I say right before, I mean like same day, the line shifted to where his the his opponent became a massive favorite. Then the fight happened and his fighter, quote unquote, got hurt immediately in, in the very first round of the fight. And his opponent ended up winning. And so the idea was like th- this looks so suspicious. It was like, wait, was it already known that his fighter was hurt? like was the fighter already hurt going into the fight? And that became known in the gambling community. So everybody threw all the money on the opponent. And so then when he came out there, he was already hurt to begin with. So he just essentially re-aggravated the injury uh, during the fight. And because people started to look into that, a whole bunch of other shit came out about this guy. And he got banned from uh, banned from the UFC. And then they said that any fighter who uh, was coached by him would no longer be allowed to fight. So they had to no longer fuck with him anymore if they wanted to keep fighting. And that became a huge deal until it wasn't. It was like a huge deal for like a day. <laughs> and then like... I ain't heard shit about away. it. And, and, right, and I was about to say, you probably didn't even I mean, hear about gossip it. Gossip is gossip though. I mean, gossip travels, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, so like now this guy is actually getting uh, looked into... Uh, by uh, uh, I'm not gonna try to guess the agency, but by law enforcement, and I just got a push notification right before we started uh the podcast, and I'm gonna see if I can pull it up because I read it. It was from ESPN. Uh, no, I might not be here anymore, but um, it said something about uh he was being looked into for like uh doing like international uh. What was it like? Uh, I, I, I it read something like the equivalent of insider trading, kind of. I'm gonna that's see what, if I can that, find that's a what tweet. I'm about to say, but I'm like, I, I know it's not. In, I know it's. Is it? it I don't Offshore. Know what the that's what be. it was. Oh, he worked okay. with. Yeah. So uh, the ESPN notification said that uh, sources say that he was working with offshore sports books. So like that sounded to me like he was just clearly like a under the table fucking bookie and shit. Uh, so yeah. So like that that. The reason I bring that up is because I want to bring it up in concert with what happened with Dana White over the New Year's Eve break. It came out on, I want to say the first or the second, a video of uh, Dana White uh, getting into a physical altercation with his wife. Uh, She slaps him and then he slaps her back. And I don't think I need to explain to you that uh, we already know that Obviously, you're not supposed to be hitting women, but also on top of that, I think it goes without saying that his slap was significantly uh, more impactful than her slap. I would imagine so. Yes, and uh, uns—I want—it's both surprise. It's unsurprising, but very upsetting in how it is unsurprising. Dana White is seeing absolutely no consequences from this. This story is completely being buried. ESPN is not I'm not going to say ESPN is not allowing people to talk about it in a, in the in the negative connotation that it deserves but 
nobody at ESPN is talking about it in the negative connotation that it deserves. And uh, Endeavor, the company that owns uh, the UFC, is also not saying anything about it, not to, not taking any questions or interviews, not uh, do not issuing any consequences to Dana White, nothing. They everybody involved is completely burying this story, and it's shocking to me that the burial is being allowed because this country is one of the few things it is good at is taking a hard stance against domestic violence. So the idea that the head of the UFC is being allowed has, has been allowed to do this, not only to no consequences, but is having the story buried. And also simultaneously, while this betting story is also being buried ESPN, this is my overall point here that I, that I'm using the UFC to make. How can ESPN even be taken seriously as a credible journalistic entity? Like they it's they cannot like the fav like the favoritism here. Like I don't know if you saw it. There's a clip of Stephen A. Smith and Molly Kareem talking about the Dana White situation. It is disgusting. Molly no, Kareem is bending it. over backwards to make excuses for this nigga. Talking about oh I don't we I don't judge people people at their worst uh people uh, all kinds of things can happen when you're drinking oh she did hit him first like this is happening on television bro like they don't even allow people to say that on Twitter and Stephen A Smith and Molly Kareem are making this point they, Stephen A Smith is over there going I don't condone what he did everybody knows we don't condone domestic violence but I love this man. Like he said, I love, I love this man. He is one of my closest friends. I called him and told him ahead of time that I was going to have to talk about this. Like I, Dana White is a good, like he went on to like totally build him up and paint Dana hey, White I just as wanna, a good just person. I just want to interrupt you and you can continue, but that was, that was a great impression, by the way. But I just want to let you know. <laughs> I have never tried <laughs> to impersonate Stephen A. Smith. And I just did it. And I while I'm doing it, I'm like, I don't know why this sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> like, there was one other impression I did on here randomly that I had never done before. And I just started doing it. And I was like, damn, that was actually pretty good. And I, I don't I even feel like what you've it was. Done, I feel like you've done, like, a Trump one before, and it was pretty good. Uh, it might, but it yeah, might yeah. But that, that was fun. What What's crazy is that, was it Molly? Was it, what's her name? Uh, Molly Kareem. Molly Kareem, whatever her name, Molly Kareem, the fact that they allow her to 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 do what she did and to give them all excuses when that same that same company pretty much did you see this 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 segment when Jalen Rose was on there and he was questioning why they wouldn't name the woman that uh the uh Celtics coach had had uh relations with. I'm familiar with the story, but I did not see the segment that you're referring to. So yeah, basically the segment the is, the, the chick that Udoka Ime Udoka was uh Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was questioning why that she couldn't be identified. And mm -hmm. the next segment, they had him on there apologizing like they had a gun to his head. Damn. Like he looked like he was like it looked like it was a gun to his mama's head in the background and making this motherfucker <laughs> apologize. For asking about, so it's just I just feel like it's a description. You letting her, you know, excuse this man for hitting his wife, 
But in a, in, in in another segment, you making the dude apologize for asking about the identity. You're like, it's just their morals is just all fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's just crazy as fuck. But yeah, ESPN is ESPN has been losing. You know, it seems like they've been losing credibility for years. But that one, and I wasn't even familiar with it with that segment. Um, but that's that's crass as fuck. Yeah, man, it, that was a really bad segment, dog. And I was listening to uh, the MMA podcast that I listen to all the time, and uh, the host was talking about that. Well, he wasn't talking about that. He was talking about the situation, and he mentioned how uh, a lot of news publications, and particularly ESPN in particular, is just not saying anything and bearing it. And he said something like, you know, I've lost some respect for a lot of people over at ESPN and a lot of the fighters who are defending Dana White and all this kind of shit. And he didn't say anybody specifically, but I remember when he left ESPN, when he uh, was talking about like, he, like there was uh, ideas that he left ESPN because Dana White told ESPN to let him go. And he was like, no, that didn't happen. ESPN made me a contract offer. I just wanted to do something else. And when he would talk about his time, leave, when he would talk about leaving ESPN, he talked about how good the people there were to him. And he spoke on Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith specifically, saying that, you know, Stephen A. was always really good to me. Like, I really like Stephen A., blah, 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 blah. So when he said today he lost a lot of respect for people over at ESPN, I immediately thought, he was probably talking about Stephen A. Smith because he was complete. He's completely disgusted at the lack of coverage and the lack of accountability at Dana White, and to the point of like the same the kind of shit I would say. Like if you support this, fuck you, kind of that kind of energy. So mm-hmm. I feel like he's got to be talking about Stephen A. Smith when he said that because I was watching that shit. Like uh, I can't believe he was like, I love this man. Like, are you kidding me? Like, come on, dog. That's wild. It, but yeah, and to your point of just that story not being bigger, like, you know, what was the tweet we saw that, you know, they've somehow Will Smith been catching it way more than Dana White has. Mm-hmm. And it's true as fuck. Hell, Will Smith got fucking Will is grazed at him at the goddamn Glo- uh, Golden Globe Awards and shit. Like, it was, it was at least two jokes about Will Smith. Like, <laughs> and granted, all of the the, the harsher shit about Will Smith is kind of, for the most part, kind of dead. But yeah. But Dana White shit is slowly creeping under the radar. And probably in a good month, you might not even hear about the whole Dana White story. Yeah, like I would wager that most, if not everybody who's listening to this, was is hearing about that for the first time from me. Like I don't I yeah. really don't I like it, they well. are really I think they they probably heard about the the slapping incident with Dana White and his wife they probably heard about that but like I'm sure like I bet nobody listening to this heard about the gambling shit oh, and then I, like I definitely it was definitely news to me Yeah and I, I'm sure that people probably are are well they're probably aware now that I'm talking about it but like are not thinking about the fact that this story is really just not being talked about the way it it should be and the way it would be if it was someone else like and when i say if it was someone else i don't mean like if it was someone uh, someone other than dana white specifically i mean like if if it was say i'm going to say this name because i'm looking at this person on my screen right now if it was russell westbrook that slapped his wife on camera do you think the espn would not cover it they wouldn't talk oh, about it or the Stephen A. Smith would be on there talking about, I love this man. Like you, they're like, no, like they, Molly Kareem would not be over there talking about, I'm not going to judge Russell Westbrook on his blah, 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 blah. No, they would bury 
Russell Westbrook if he did that shit. So when I say that's what that when I say that, that like about not covering it the same, like it's ESPN that I have the biggest problem with because if it's the fact that it's Dana White and it's the fact that his company brings ESPN all of this money and, and you know they're a big part of their their whole thing is is the UFC. So like they are looking out for their own bottom line, I guess, and not wanting to bring negative attention to their product. Whereas like, you know, Russell Westbrook don't work for ESPN. He don't make ESPN money. They just broadcast NBA games. So like as a news coverage outlet, ESPN is going to cover that. They, that. That would be on all day. We would never not see that video. If Russell Westbrook slapped his wife, it would be on every, it'd be on ESPN all the time. It would be the topic of every fucking show that they air where they have the little conversation things, every single thing. I would bet you that even the people who have heard of the Dana White slapping incident who are listening to this now have not seen the video of it. And if they have, they didn't see it on ESPN. I guarantee goddamn you that they saw it on Twitter if they saw it. So ESPN is making a concerted effort to not, to to bury, I'm gonna say not even discuss it. To bury it, and that is just really fucking. I mean, not like, the. I mean, it's problematic. Not, dis- not discussing is burying it because you're one of the leading news sources, you know, in sports, and to not carry, not cover something as much as we've covered uh, the fuck shit of sports, uh, sports players from domestic violence to you know, what I'm saying, oh, even a real fucking uh story, uh, uh, bridges. Bridges shit was uh Miles Bridges. Yeah. This shit yep. was all over fucking ESPN. All over the place. Yep. All over the place. And one nobody, I mean, I don't I mean, granted, I don't I don't know anybody has a or a friendship with him to say that's my friend or whatever the fuck, but it, it shouldn't matter. It it it, it was there. It got it was, covered it nonstop. Was, it, it got covered a lot damn the whole summer. Yep. And it was a domestic mm-hmm. violence situation, and there was no video of that. <laughs> so right like, so you didn't even see it not that you didn't have to believe it because you didn't see it but you didn't even see it there's clear video which i never even watched i didn't even watched it but i knew it was out there of dana white that's uh white but mm-hmm. clear video out there and nah yeah, miles man. bridges got got the business deservedly so but he got it and dana white you know white privilege show crazy and espn like oh we get it yeah, I'm just like disgusted at ESPN, man. And speaking of disgusted, somebody else I'm disgusted with, and I'm tired. Of, I I'm glad other people are finally starting to get disgusted with him. But like Skip Bayless got to go, dog. I'm so fucking sick of Skip Bayless. Like I, and the reason I'm sick of Skip Bayless is because Skip Bayless is not even a real person. Like he's not like the person that we see on TV that is supposedly Skip Bayless. It's not Skip Bayless. It's the person we see is some motherfucker who is uh he is a personality. He is a performative fucking character. And all he is concerned about is whatever is going to keep his his name relevant. Whatever is going to keep clicks on his uh whatever show he's on, whatever is going to get him retweeted. All he all he all he says is for clout and publicity and retweets and likes and shares and all that kind of shit. Like he is just all about attention. And I'm so sick of people who are like that in general, but like the, the, his, so his tweet about DeMar Hamlin, like, so for those who somehow may possibly not know somehow, uh, DeMar Hamlin was a player on the bills who, uh, after, a what looked to be a fairly routine hit 
uh, collapsed on the field. Uh, I think I heard they they were doing CPR on him for nine minutes. Uh, they got his heart going back on the field. And long story short, I think he, they said he just went home what, today, yesterday, something like that. Yeah, he 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 flew to uh, Buffalo uh, Hospital earlier this week, and then he was released to to do the uh, continued rehab at home. So he okay, good. well, yeah, he's on a, so, a road to recovery. So. Yeah, so he's out the hospital. But uh, during the time of uncertainty. Skip Bayless tweeted something to the effect of, I'm not going to find it and dig it up and to read it verbatim, but it was something to the effect of uh, how, do, how do we, if they, if they cancel this game, how do we finish this game? It's an important game, but it, but, but it ended something like, but it, it pales in importance to what whatever's going on with Hamlin or something to that effect. Right. It was a thing where he talked about the importance of finishing the game and then added on a thing about, but DeMar Hamlin's safety is important. Something to that effect. And what bothered me about that tweet, he got a lot of shit for it, but what bothered me was the disingenuous defense of it, the people who defended it. They would be like, oh, well, uh, he didn't realize it was a heart thing at the time, so that's why he was so insensitive at the time. I'm like, it don't matter if it's a heart thing. He could have stubbed his goddamn toe. If a nigga's hurt on the field, the, it's a fucking game, bro. It's a sport. At the end of the day, we all love sports. But it is a goddamn fucking game, nigga. It is for fun, nigga. It is, it is a game. If there is somebody who is hurt on the field and is down, it don't matter if it's his heart. It don't matter if he, if he broke his leg. It don't matter if he broke, broke his nose, if he got his eye poked. His safety, and if, if he is okay, is more important than a fucking game. It's a game. That's it. It's a game. Not, not, not a game. Practice. No. But it's a, it's a right. game. Like, <laughs> nah, so, yeah, like right. don't you be know, like, oh, sure. he didn't know it was a heart. Like, no, don't don't make excuses. He a bitch-ass nigga because he did that tweet on purpose because he knew it was going to be controversial. And that's the kind of person that we need to get the fuck up out of here. People who say ho-ass shit, knowing it's going to be controversial, and then try try to pretend like, oh, I didn't realize. Like, oh, I, oh, I didn't know he had a heart thing. Like, oh, I didn't know what was going on. And people coming around play, playing stupid as shit. Like, he has a history of this. This is not Skip Bayless' first time tweeting some ho-ass shit that pisses people off. That is his routine. That is his M.O. That is who he is. He tweets shit to get people riled up. And people who exist only to stir the pot, we need to get them people the fuck out of here, man. I'm so fucking sick of Skip Bayless' fake ass. If he actually believed the stuff that he said, I would be like, all right, fine, whatever. But he tweets such wild shit sometimes that you know it's no possibility. Like, why is he always – like, LeBron could have 50 points, 20 rebounds, 18 assists, and the Lakers win the game. And he might be like, LeBron missing that free throw in the clutch shows a lack of heart. Like, nigga, <laughs> what are you talking about? They was right. up by 20. <laughs> He had a quadruple double. Like, like that's the kind of shit Skip Bayless do. Like, I can't even take you seriously right now. Like, why are you talking about that? <laughs> I don't understand how he's a great face for 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 NBA uh, or sports news. Like, I don't even understand his appeal. I I, I don't get his appeal at all. I, I do not understand it. I do not get it. And I I hate that he like gets so many. I I hate that he gets so so many passes for the bullshit that he does and. If the Demar the Hamlin tweet didn't take him out, he's pretty much Teflon. Yeah, sadly, you know, ain't ain't nothing taking his ass out. So it's 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 unfortunate, you know. Um, 
Can you but, like, you know, as oh, much as I'm not a fan of cancel culture, like, take that motherfucker out. Man, how are you, like, like it's amazing that there are, like, there are levels of, of whiteness and, and, and privilege where you are just, like, uncancelable. <laughs> like, like, this nigga, like, like you said, if he didn't, if that tweet didn't take him out, he Teflon, like, that's how I feel about Teflon Donald Trump. Like, like, it, the, like, Donald Trump consistently raised the bar throughout his whole presidency of like wildly illegal treasonous like fuck shit like he continued to raise the bar and continued to see absolutely no consequences and this nigga about to run for president again like like no it, it is amazing how you can i don't i don't even know how you get there like he's the president what well, was the president and even that, I don't even think is good enough to absolve you from the stuff that he did. So I don't even really understand how he skated. Well, I mean, I understand it's because because he had an entire Republican Congress. But like, I don't understand how Skip Bayless skates. <laughs> like, he's not valuable at all. Like, yeah, his value is none. Like, I mean, I mean, like a lot of people ride for Trump. A lot. Yeah, a lot. I don't think Skip Bayless has that kind of support. <laughs> Yeah, like I, if Skip Bayless understand. ran for anything, I don't think he would get seventy million votes. <laughs> no, no, like, like sadly, Herschel Walker would get more votes than Skip Bayless. Like, <laughs> and we just seen it. We seen a runoff because of his fuck ass. Like, that's still crazy to me that Herschel Walker got that many votes twice. <laughs> twice. I I don't know. We digressing on white. That I was talking about white people, but. Yeah, I'm still I'm still amazed that Herschel Walker uh, got that many votes. I'm I, t- I tweeted this and I mentioned it in the chat, and this is totally off the subject of any fucking thing. But it's because I saw the trailer the other day. Did you see the uh, trailer for uh, Snowfall? No, not yet. Okay, I posted in the chat, but uh, I am still fucking upset how they just made fucking Peaches vanish like the little the the middle daughter on Family Matters. Is he in the trailer? No. Oh, okay. Because I like, I'm just talking about. From, me, I'm just saying from last season, like the, the the last season of Peaches just vanishing off into the the fucking smoke, and it's just they never cl- clarified his. I just that shit was just. I, I still, I'm still, I still feel some kind of way about. It. Like I usually don't remember plot points from a previous season of a show in great detail. Cause it's just like you know you you haven't watched the show in a year, so it's like or, or more, and it's just kind of like hard to remember every kind of thing that happened. But I remember everything about that Peaches shit because like that I'm still like to to me, Peaches is still on the table, cause like he's either like still on the table, or they did one of the worst removals of a character that I've ever seen, cause they they were setting up something with him being sick. Yeah, I mean, and you then had he just all disappeared. Kind of conspiracy. Like you were saying, he had AIDS and all, and that was all fucking shit. I consider like maybe that is like what the fuck. Why they, why they keep you know, showing him coughing? <laughs> right, right, right. No, I mean, it was it was valid. Like I was like, you know, and, and, and it's I, the and, right time, like the eighties. Like yeah. it's the right time. Like yeah, and so you know, as outlandish as I thought that was initially, I was like, yeah, that might be fucking. You know, he's on to some shit, and then they just vanished that motherfucker off. And that's and like, they said that point. he the one that be- and said that oh Peach is the one betrayed us. I'm like we didn't see no proof of that. No. All we saw was him coughing and then he was gone. And then you just like yeah Peach betrayed us. Like what? Well, based on what? We ain't got no proof of that. 
So like, I feel like either that is the worst, like just like we're not even going to care about it making sense. Like that is either the worst exit for a character or there or the writers are, I don't want to say smart enough because I think they're they're still not doing a good job of pulling this off, but they are. They understand that Franklin and his people have no reason to believe that Peaches actually betrayed them. And Peaches really is like my, my theory is true that Peaches really is off somewhere, like maybe like in a hospital or whatever, getting treatment and they don't fucking know. And Peaches is going to pop up in this season. They're going to be like, oh, kill Peaches. Oh, I can't believe you would walk up in here after you stole from us. <laughs> He's going to be like, I've been in the hospital with cancer. So like that. But look, and then it's like, so what you do with the fucking money, motherfucker? I, I paid for my cancer treatment. Like, I don't or know. Like, or like, <laughs> no, they're going to be like, I didn't, he gonna be like, I didn't steal no money. <laughs> and they'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> like somebody else That got would the be money. an awesome plot twist if that something like that happens and it comes to, it comes that he didn't steal the money. I don't that think would be he did. Awesome. No, I don't. I just because I and and me not thinking he did is me trying to justify his character arc in that season because I'm like, there's no way it can be this bad. So the, they, like, it has to be what I said because I'm like, there's just no way it could be this bad. What they like, they're just gonna like play out play out this final season and what happened in the previous season is actually just like that's just what it is. Like I can't accept that. Like that that's I don't know. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I don't know. That shit still but I watched it turn like, what the where the fuck is Peaches at, dog? <laughs> Anyways, you got anything else? Oh, and they had that goddamn tiger. No, I <laughs> no, I got nothing else. <laughs> else. That was terrible too. Yeah. These niggas yeah. had a tiger yeah. running through LA. That's when I knew they jumped the shark or jumped and jumped the tiger. <laughs> and I think and, and I'll and I'll close after that because I won't belabor too much on folks um, with 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 snowfall but i think the one of the worst things about the whole tiger situation was i think one of your recaps on it and the justification of that shit from la motherfuckers <laughs> yeah somebody did try to justify yeah it. like you don't know about old la culture what y'all got tigers shut the fuck up dog. come on dude I, there was not a, a tigers running around neighborhood ep- epidemic and <laughs> In, 80s in fucking LA. LA, no, it was not. And I, it's like y'all, I forget the guy said something like y'all know about LA culture. Or you don't know if y'all want to. It's like one of those things which if y'all went outside, you know what I'm saying? Like what the fuck or whatever. And here's the like, thing: even if that was real and that really happened in LA culture, that is such an obscure reference that you could you you shouldn't even put it in the TV show because understandably if you're somebody who doesn't know this incredibly obscure reference your show now looks utterly fucking ridiculous because you have a tiger running around <laughs> fucking compton <laughs> like now your show looks stupid to 99 percent of your audience <laughs> because you wanted to put in this random obscure reference so like I, if, I that, if that's true right <laughs> if that's true then congratulations that one person who gets the reference i hope you enjoyed i hope uh, i hope you enjoyed it but that that is not you getting that reference is not justification for putting that in this TV show and making me watch a show about crack the crack epidemic in the eighties. And I got to watch a tiger running around and uh implausible uh, escape for that tiger anyway, anyway, because they closed the gate. Cause I, <laughs> I remember that too. I rewound it to look again. 
I said, like, no, they definitely closed close the gate. So unless that tiger has opposable thumbs and was able to lift it up himself, <laughs> the tiger shouldn't have even nah. been able to get out. So, like, that whole shit I was totally sloppy. forgot about that whole cage thing. Yep. Yeah, so shit. that whole shit was sloppy. Like, <laughs> no. So, no, fuck off. No, nobody better not come back to me trying to talk about that season of Snowfall and try to make it sound like that shit was uh, made sense. Like, that shit did not make sense at all. Tiger put on Tiger has fucking fingers and thumbs and lifted that gate up. Fuck that. So one last ref one last random reference. Have you ever heard Raphael Sadiq talk? I feel like I have, but I, so I can't listen recall to, it. I've been listening to some old Questlove uh Supreme episodes. And that motherfucker sounds like Nipsey Hustle, dog. Okay. No, I I I when you asked in my head, I was like. Don't he sound extra niggerish? <laughs> no, he sounds he sounds hood as fuck, dog. And maybe <laughs> I feel like that's something like uh monotone would be like, oh, you ain't know that, but yeah, uh, yeah, that mother he sounds hood as fuck. Like, I, he, and I know, I know that I don't think they're from the same area, Cali. I think uh, Sadiq is from like Sacramento or some shit like that, or Oakland or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, that or I could say uh, uh, this doesn't sound like him, but yeah, no, that was crazy. I just like. Sound just like Missy Hustle, but yeah, that was random to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was random. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening as always, and we'll do our best to see you guys next week. Yep, peace, peace.